Coming up, we're going to read your emails, but not yours. You know who you are. Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 55 of The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Des Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of this crazy, crazy show that we put on every week talking about Universal, uh, except whenever we skip weeks, I guess I should say that right off the bat. I am your host... Craig Williams speaking a mile a minute and then taking long, awkward pauses as I do best. And today I'm joined with Rhino Clavin. Hello. We're not joined together at the hip or at anything. At the unhip. It, it made it sound like we were joined exclusively together. And I want to make it very clear that we are not in any way. We are actually spaced apart. Yes. You can visually see us. You can visually see but us. But we're playing legs, footsies under the table. Legsies oh, under legsies. the table. Thank, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That is mm. unnecessary. Really, it was unnecessary. Um, and then in the back, on the controls, producer Dustin West. Hey! Yes, uh, you will notice there's one person not here today. Uh, that is Jenny Lindup. Uh, <laughs> she is officially on vacation for the next, I don't know how long. Three years, I think. She'll be said? back eventually. Yeah, someday. So, JL, if you're listening, you're not, uh, because you're on vacation. <laughs> Why would you wind. do that? Uh have a good vacation. Uh, we'll see you back in a little while. And uh, have some fun. Have some fun. Yes. Have some fun. Have some fun. If I didn't say that yet, do it. But then again, you're not listening, so none of this matters, anyways. Uh, as I said, we're going to go read a whole bunch of emails. Not a whole bunch. Uh, we got pretty much flooded with emails over the past week in terms of the ratio of how many we used to get to how many we did get from two to five. Oh, shut up. It was a lot more than that. It was. It's to the point that I had to pick and choose which ones we were actually going to do instead of just reading them all. So if your email doesn't pop up this time, I am sorry. Uh, maybe we'll do an email show number five eventually. Who knows? Mm. Only time will tell. Uh, so there are a few lucky people who are going to get theirs read in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I want to start off with a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Do you have any housekeeping? I do. Okay, cool. So, I, I, well, I just felt like it was worth bringing up is that um, okay. two weeks ago we talked about Lucy closing, and then yesterday they announced that Kate Blanchett was going to be playing Lucy in um, a movie written by Aaron Sorkin. So I think that's pretty cool that, that Second cool. Universal got rid of their Lucy thing. It's going to currently be relevant again. So not that it was irrelevant. I'm just – you know what I mean? Like it's going to be right in the forefront of pop culture. Yeah, but that's the problem with any movie. Even after a star is announced – as a part of a movie, God knows if we're ever going to see it. We better see it because I, I love Aaron Sorkin and Kate Blanchett as Lucy sounds very exciting to me. So I, I'm hoping that all pulls through really quickly. Visually, I think she will make a good Lucy. I'm yeah. not sure about well, this could if be she the, can really yeah jump into the role. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if if Aaron Sorkin's writing it, I'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah. That's well, all I know. I mean, I I would see it too, but it's just whether or not it will actually happen. Here's hoping. 
Yeah. Michael Bay as director. Oh, <laughs> Michael, I'm, I'm just going to throw my two it. cents in there. Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, there might be a lot of references to Michael Bay today because we were really on a Michael Bay kick right before we uh, started recording this. So uh, just just prepare yourself. I know there's obviously no quotable Michael Bay lines out there and uh, in all the ridiculous movies but he's made. There's, but it, it, if you worked uh, – okay, so for – because I worked at the Backlot Tour at Hollywood Studios, um, you know, and that's all themed around uh, Pearl Harbor – um, a, there's a giant poster, like picture, when you're at the where the lion stops at photo cell, uh, and it's Michael Bay on the set of Pearl Harbor in the water, and he's just like, you're gonna have to go to the wide for this one. So he's just kind of like, he's got these giant arms that are like double the size of his body, and this is how he's posing, and it's like white button down with his jeans and his sneakers, like he's the awesome, most awesome guy ever. So like, we always just whenever we're Michael Bay, we're like Michael Bay. That's how my dad okay. poses for pictures. Just arms out. Yeah. Stop hitting me. Stop. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake. Happy Haven't done back. that in a while. So there yeah. you go, everybody. Enjoy. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Well, it was good. Once we announced that it would happen on every show, then it just started getting stale. I, so. I need to get a t-shirt made. Like, or something that, you know, like, I don't know. Um, and now that you said it, I'm sure someone else is yeah. going to actually take it upon themselves to go make the show. So don't make the shirt. So don't worry about that. Um, I do have housekeeping, too. I'm guessing Dustin doesn't. I don't know why. Not really. Yeah. Other than I'm joined here by my good friends, Dustin West. <laughs> Dustin my West. Good friends, <laughs> Dustin West. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to play that. We came across on the message board yesterday of uh, somebody's done some remixes. I, I, I wish I could remember his name. He's got the Captain EO um, thing, but... Um, Mostly well, of this I came across this show. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you brought it to my attention. So yesterday, the three of us, or Tuesday, the three of us watched the three that yeah. he's done so far. And this one with Dustin is just <laughs> cutting to different Dustins yeah. around the room. And it's just, it, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to find it, eventually we will play it. Didn't think about to do it today. But um, go on disboards.com, the Diz Unplugged section, and uh, find the Diz Remix thread. It's made by uh, Dizzer Hunter. Hunter, yeah. And uh, he's he Hunter. took a lot of uh, creative uh, control over our shows and made some pretty funny videos out of it. So go on there and watch those, and uh, they're, they're funny. But my housekeeping, uh, we're not doing Buzz today at all. There's stuff we could talk about, but it, I feel like we've been just slamming people with news week after week after week. So I want to stay out of the news as much as possible. But I do want to announce that they finally – did confirm the dates for holidays at universal this year uh holidays at universal is their christmas time celebration between the parks and the resorts and that would include um the grinchmas over at uh, islands of adventure and the macy's holiday parade and uh, the blues brothers do a special christmas edition of their show uh, on select weekends manheim steamroller will come in and play some of their very famous christmas songs as well as pretty much the entire uh concert of the grinch show that you might have just watched earlier in the day and it's a lot of grinch overload but if you're someone like ryan i love rhino who loves the grinch yeah. then uh, i should have worn my grinch t-shirt today i wasn't even thinking there are just not enough versions of where are you christmas for me out there personally <laughs> i'm gonna record one of my clara voice for you for <laughs> christmas that's your present can you give me the the first line at where are you Chris? yeah you lost it I, you, yeah. you started laughing sorry too i got much. nervous yeah yeah it's fine it's okay <laughs> it's um, a grinch <laughs> <laughs> <Uncle Ryan. laughs> 
Fantastic. Okay. And so, yeah, the dates on that are December 5th through January 2nd. The weekend I bring it up now and not make bigger fanfare. Well, actually, I guess it is kind of big fanfare of it. Uh, anyone coming to Dizapalooza, well, you would know that that happens the night of December 5th. And then we'll carry on over into December 6th with our uh, podcast recording that will happen that day. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be there for the first weekend of all the holiday festivities. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, if you weren't planning on really coming to the parks at all, I would rethink that, especially for those of you out there who've spent a lot of time doing the holidays at Disney. I'm just going to flat out say it right off the bat. It, you'll probably be somewhat disappointed in a way because it's not like having that holiday tag on Illuminations or it's not like a Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Party or even the Osborne Lights. It's Universal's own. uh, It's their own version of Christmas festivities. And uh, the Macy's Holiday Parade has gotten better every year that I've watched it. And the Grinchmas show is always actually really enjoyable. So once you get out of that fact that, uh, well, Disney does christmas this way just look at it as universal does it this way and it's actually really enjoyable and it's definitely something to check out yeah i look at it more as like the real world christmas at universal like it's more like i'm getting a taste of what it was like to be in new york that weekend or something like that because the macy's parade has the actual some some of the floats are actually the floats that were used in the macy's um Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? That's yeah, they, down, like, they've all been used at some point in time. Yeah, so I just and, think that's really cool. Like, Oh, it, it's really cool. And honestly, I, I think it was also about where I used to watch that parade. Sometimes I would watch it over in Hollywood to see like the start of the fanfare or kind of down at the end of New York. Once I realized, and this wasn't until I started working with the Diz and I got to go more often to see this stuff, that's whenever I realized that they did the big tree lighting ceremony right across oh, from the Macy's that. storefront. Yeah. So, yeah, they have the giant Christmas tree in the park in New York. And then it's right outside of the Macy's storefront oh, is where cool. the parade stops with Santa at the end. And they do the tree lighting ceremony and confetti goes off and the Rockettes are out there doing their kicks. And uh, watching it from that spot is it changes everything about that parade. You actually, you really get into it because yeah. of that whole. And I feel like if you don't watch the parade from anywhere but that spot, then you're you're kind of missing out on a lot of it. You're, you're crazy. missing out on the biggest part of it. So I, although it is different, it's more of a real world version, as Rhino just put it so eloquently. I would say it is absolutely worth it. So make sure that you're taking time to plan that in, as well as anyone who's going to check out the resorts. Uh, they all do decorate for Christmas, which is pretty. Cabana Bays is by far the best because they do their retro 60s spin oh, on God, Christmas. I, with, I need to see that. With white Christmas trees, and they even their awesome uh, refillable mug. They do a Christmas version of that that's incredible um anyone who's staying at cabana bay during disapplause in that weekend you're you're in for a treat because it's awesome at christmas time uh Mm. it's just a lot of exciting things happening that weekend now so if you're not a part of it um there still might be ways to be a part of it but in terms of the event itself no that's closed off uh that is capped at as many people so we're sorry if we don't get to see you there but maybe the podcast recording and that is my housekeeping. So, housekeeping. House- Thank you. That was <laughs> just wonderful. I'm not going to finish it. Yeah, you're fine. Not appropriate. I mean, it's it depends on how far you go with I'd it. I'd go all the way. Leave me alone. <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm so happy. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so, <clears throat> I guess with that awkward pause, let's jump into our email show. <laughs> Thank you. With the music always. Um, so, before we get really too started far into the emails this week, uh, I want to point out two emails in particular. The first one came from Liz. Um, she is coming and doing a uh, stay at Universal with friends, but she's getting there earlier and wanted to have um, some tips on visiting Universal in the solo regards. And that it's honestly a really great idea, something that uh, is very important to cover. And I don't think we could do that justice in a short email show. No. Um, just giving you five minutes to talk about it. It's something that's in depth, something that we've all done going to parks by ourselves before. Uh, that's pretty much how I always visit Universal, unless I'm with you guys. So I got a lot of tips for that, but we need a longer show on it. So we'll try to cover that as a full topic uh, as soon as possible. And then the other one comes from Chris and Grace. It was a time-sensitive question in quotations uh, because it was all about how to visit the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in a relevant manner to how it's timed out in the books. So, you know, obviously one of the first oh, things you'd have to do it? is start at Diagon Alley, going through to all of Anders, and then how to go through the parks, experience it as you would through hmm. the books. And oh. Again, that's something that we could give you bullet points real quick, but... Um, We'd, I'd rather just save it and try to do a show or at least a segment out of it after the buzz. Mm -hmm. So we will get to that later. But now let's jump into the actual, the the real stuff, the uh, the meat and potatoes, the whatever tweaking, whatever words we want to uh, twe <laughs> tweaking. No, I got nope, stuck so in an Austin Powers thing. <laughs> I was going to say the wrong thing. Fantastic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, our first email is coming from. Friend of the show, friend of us all, Jillian. Ah, uh, Jillian. Oh, Jillian. I talked to Jillian yesterday. I just, so she knows. She okay. remembers. I don't know. Her memory. I don't know. Don't know why it mattered. Okay. <laughs> but fantastic. <laughs> uh, so Jillian asked, in my obsessive planning, I am wondering if Universal has chicken exits like Disney. And if so, which queues would you recommend seeing? They actually uh, force you at gunpoint at Universal to go on rides when yep. you get to the end. It's very like, it's a, it's a uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Something state. I don't, I don't remember. Damn. Shoot. <laughs> for the record, okay. she's not afraid of anything. It's just emotion sickness things. <laughs> oh, she, well then, you know. We'll be best friends. So, yeah. Chicken exits, of course. Every Everything has to have a chicken exit. There is is there a, an attraction out there that doesn't there's, have a chicken exit? There's no way that they would ever design a ride that you couldn't, at the last minute, change your mind. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just yeah. a, a normal setting, what happens if a fire breaks out and right. you have to get people out? You yeah. To, there's always an exit. Everywhere. What about? Well, yeah, because well, a lot of the rides too, um, they drop you off where they picked you up, so the exit is usually like right there, anyways. Yeah, that is something about Universal um, that is, in a sense, a little bit unlike Disney. I don't want to say that because all the dark rides obviously do the same thing. A lot of Universal attractions are very good at um, literally the exit will be right beside the entrance. And it's like that. Or if you're getting off a ride vehicle, you can literally see the unload in the load stations. You might not yeah. be able to be at the same exact place. Uh, for instance, like Dragon Challenge, 
if you don't want to, if you want to wait through the entire line and then your friends go ride and you want to just get off, like you do, you can't just, uh, you have to be careful on how you walk there. You need to talk to team members to get you there safely because you can't just walk wherever you want. Um, so it's, there's a lot of situations like that, but. A lot In of their general, um, yeah, there are chicken eggs. Yeah, well, a lot of the child swap areas I feel like at Universal are very close to where the so it's easy for you to come off the ride and do the swap and then go back on the ride. So they're like, there's usually an area right there you can walk through too or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. it's like what you said, you just got to talk to the person. Exactly, I don't want to ride it. Yeah. So which cues would we recommend seeing despite not riding them? Uh, well, you just said one, the Dragon Challenge one for sure. To an extent, yes. I would always say Dragon Challenge if you are a diehard Harry Potter fan, because then you want to go there to see stuff like the Flying Ford Anglia, even the banners as you make your way up, representing the Triwizard. Uh, You get the cup in there, too, right? You need to to find all of the four golden eggs, Mm -hmm. and um, then, yeah, you have the Triwizard Cup, you have the, the Goblet of Fire, yeah, and... Then after that, it's a lot of blank spaces that they never really filled in yeah. after they made the conversion from Dueling Dragons to Dragon Challenge. Um, so even to go up and once you get to see the Triwizard Cup and the eggs, then bailing out after that and heading back down to the entrance, that's probably the smarter thing than making the complete lap yeah, it's around. A really long. Um, but like that's not something for just the average person that I would say you have to see that. Uh, not unlike going across the street to uh, Hogwarts Castle and Forbidden Journey, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan per se, you should at least do their castle tour and see this immense, elaborate, immersive theming that Universal put into this that really spurred a lot of the updates that we're getting to these parks because of what they they really got a good grasp on with that attraction. The technology in that queue is awesome too. Like When you're in the... uh um, Defense Against the Dark Arts class with the snow when they make it snow yeah. in there that's always really cool with the dragon skeleton all the uh, talking portraits that are in there yeah. that we're seeing yeah I mean so, such simple effects really that are done <clears throat> meticulously and brilliantly I must say and so those are, are two obvious ones uh, coming off the bat other ones uh, to think about um, well of course over in Diagon Alley itself Going to escape from Gringotts and experience that queue with the yeah. awesome, uh, the awesome bank tellers in there, and even you can take it all the way up to the elevator ride going down. I'd say though, if you if you're worried about the motion sickness thing, the elevator might be the beginning of that, just because there's in the shaft there's it, as you're going down, it screens all around, so it. It messes with me a little bit when I go down. That's, uh, but that's. I find that people, worse than the ride, though. That's for know. people with extreme motion sickness. Mm. I would say. I mean, this effect was very popular over at Disney for the longest time with the uh, elevator down into Sea Base Alpha. It's. I don't know what that is. Oh, the Living Seas. Yeah. The what? So before this is more Disney World, obviously, but before Finding Nemo, there actually was an attraction there. And I the Living Seas, that. where you get to go through the actual aquarium on the same vehicles, but you got to see more of the aquarium. But before you could go into that ride, you had to go down into Sea Base Alpha, and you did a faux elevator, oh, okay. and very similar to that. And that's kind of what Gringotts take, has taken with the same effect, but using the video screens and making it a lot more cooler. So I would highly recommend seeing that, too. Um, for the Simpsons fan out there, 
uh, yeah, obviously you're going to get sick as can be riding on uh, the Simpsons ride. But I love the queue because they take a lot of the clips from the show and they play them as you're walking throughout that. And then even their pre-show, whenever you're Waiting standing. And when they like separate you into the different. Oh, yeah. All the, the little pre-show activities happening around there are very humorous. And then even going in doing the shape, the safety informational video. Yeah. I love that's one of my favorite things that Universal has. That's that that's more yeah video based than any than all the other things that we're talking about. Um, but it's funny and yeah. it's worth seeing. I like where all the characters have their own little like carnival booths set up uh, before you load in. It's fun. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Well, I mean, if you're going to say The Simpsons, I would say Men in Black. Then too, I was going to. I would that. absolutely okay, say that because I was going to say I like I like when you feel like you step into something and at Men in Black, I definitely you have that feeling when as soon as you come off the yeah. elevator. You're just you're in the movie, like you're in the the main the main hall with the twins and everything. No, yeah, I would. Men in Black is another given. Um, I'd I'd even maybe say Mummy. I was I was thinking the Mummy as soon as you said it, solely based for the part for the interactive queue, like for the tomb that you can touch and where you can reach in for the key. And I think the statue, the um, what is it called? The the statue that's in the middle, the guy with the thing on his head. I don't remember what they're called. In Egyptian lore, whatever. A pharaoh? It's not a pharaoh. It's a... Osiris? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's Osiris. I don't know. But that statue that's coming through the floor, I always think that's very impressive as you come around. Like, it's just really cool because you go up the steps around it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, that one little room is cool. Yeah, but for motion sickness, I mean, if you get motion sick on roller coasters, then you basically can't do anything in general. Mummy's one that I wouldn't see getting awful motion sickness on since no. it's yeah. pretty much straight up a roller coaster. Um Oh, and other other than that, I can't really say the there's ETQ. Well, oh, we're yeah. just looking at ones you can't you if you're motion sickness, sickness ones. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, no, yeah. Um, but the ETQ, obviously, um, I mean, maybe you get motion sickness on that. It, what about Spider Man? Acid trip. Uh, Spider Man, I do, I do love their Q, but you know if it's I don't know if it's worth like going through and then no, not doing the right just because it's. It's like you're in the comic book and it's kind of black and white. And, and I mean, it's cool, but there's no interactive feature to yeah, it. So it's, it's, I, I don't think it's worth I think no. it is a great cue and something to keep you uh, something to keep you entertained while you're walking through. Yeah. And if you're going to ride the ride, but in terms of if you're just walking through and you're going to wait 20 minutes to just see the cue, no, it's yeah. not worth that. So I hope that helped a little bit. At all. So the next one I'm going to jump on is Ashley number one because we have emails from two Ashleys in this show. Those crazy Ashleys. I mean, and the worst part is they sp- they're spelled the same too. Oh, it's not even no. like Ashley with two E's. L e i g h or Ashley with an I at the end. I don't think I've seen that one anymore anywhere. No, but anyways, you'll know who we are from. Well, who you are from. You know who we Your are email. from watching the show. Yeah, you'll know who we are from watching the show. So <laughs> you may be familiar. First off, I just want to say hello and thank you for all the incredible shows each week. Ashley's got a deep voice. I love you, but I've always really loved all of Universal 2, and you guys do such a great job each Thursday. I emailed this question a few weeks ago, but since you announced a new email show, I wanted to send it again because I did. it slipped through the She's crack. adamant. It's adamant. I just returned from an amazing trip to Orlando during which we spent four nights on Universal property. We would go to the parks each morning 
and each evening, but in the evening, we found ourselves disappointed by how early so many of the food locations closed. For example, while at Islands one night around 6.50 p.m., we were looking for some dinner. We first tried Circus McGurkis, but once we tried to get in line, we were told that they were closed. We then walked to the Jurassic Park area where we were told Thunderfall's Terrace was closed. We then tried Burger Digs, which seemed to be getting ready to close and looked to be serving old cold burgers. Then we decided to walk to the front to see what we could find. Even Confisco's closed at 7, even though the park was open until 10. The night before, wow. too, at the studios, I noticed that many stands were closing early as I struggled to even find a place to buy a bottle of water. My question is, what's, what is one's best bet for dinner at the parks we like to visit the parks at night and grab a quick dinner while inside but we struggled to do so and often found ourselves calling it a night early and just heading back to city walk to hit hot dog hall of fame panda or bread box panda express sorry for those out there uh that don't know it and then going back to the hotel have you noticed this is your advice to just not even bother and plan to eat at city walk this was a bit frustrating as we like to eat a little later and want to take advantage of the late park hours um I got to be honest. Um, I didn't know they closed that. I mean, I, I was thinking the park closed at seven, and that's why all the food places were closing that early. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it's, it's really crazy. strange and bizarre. But at the same time, unless I'm going in the parks to do something food related for review, then I'm not really eating at these places. No. So a lot of times, it's, it's, never it's off my radar if they are closing early. Um, I'll tell you, every single one of them that she mentioned, I, I'm thinking to myself, I probably wouldn't eat there anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> especially mu- the burger place. I'd much rather just, especially Circus McGurkis, <laughs> I'd rather go out to City Walk because yeah. it's right there. It's not like you're going – you don't have to take a bus or anything. Exactly, and well, I've, I've done this before where I – been in the parks and i want to just get out go to city walk real quick for some food that is actually tolerable and then head back in i mean yeah it's going to take that extra 15 minutes walking each way uh so you're going to lose out on a half an hour or so of your time maybe a little more waiting in line because it's busier out in city walk but it's honestly worth it just for the food quality but i would say like if you're staying in the park like go to the i mean i go to these anyways go to the harry potter restaurants either one of those have got to be open till the park closes right like, um, I would pretty, think not till right before the park closes. Not nothing like that. It's not like a, a big thing over at like Disney is they have a lot of restaurants that will literally be open. Like you can go to Casey's literally until like a minute before midnight, and whenever it's open till midnight, these. Well, I'm I'm saying like it's they're open till like at least thirty minutes before the park. Yeah, closes, exactly. Right? It's it, it is bizarre to me to that eat. these ones were closing earlier. Um, but even then, if you're there for multiple days, there's only so much you can take of the same yeah. Wizarding World of Harry Potter food and eating over at Springfield. I mean, in terms of their options in the parks for quick service food, it's still not on par yet. They're working no, to get No, they're getting it. better. but yeah. They're getting better, but they still need help. Yeah. Right now, City Walk has it taken care of. So, I think best advice, just... Get angry and knock over solo cups. Just go to go to City Walk and you know walk fast so that way you can get back in. Place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ashley also has the second question, which is topical. The same Same Ashley or same Ashley? Oh, okay. Question number two. Ashley number one with questions one and two. Uh, This trip, I noticed something I haven't before when walking from Marvel Superhero Island to Toon Lagoon. On the left, across from all the carnival type games, there seems to be a stadium or covered show venue. I couldn't really see inside, but it looked like an area that could host some sort of show. Hmm. 
<laughs> what is it? Has it ever been used? I can't remember that ever being open. It certainly has been used. Why else would it be there? <laughs> no, didn't didn't there used to be like a Woody Woodpecker show in there or something? Like it was a kid show, right? Or yeah, it started way off with Islands of Adventure, way, way, way back in the day. Something obviously way before my time. The last real time it was used was the Matt Hoffman's freaking the Matt Hoffman's Agro Circus, which uh, BMX show, and then before oh, that they even did the uh, the freaking crazy stunt show there. Um, which was around in the times was that I was there. Was it called Freaking Crazy Sun Show? One of the parts of it. I honestly, this was around while I started going, but it was, who <coughs> wants to go to a theme park to watch a BMX show? Nobody. Not I me. Mean, I don't, not, I don't, yeah. That's I worked at Lights Motors Action for years. So I don't even want to be there. That's why I enjoyed Tarzan Rocks when it was at I Tarzan <laughs> Rocks. Animal Kingdom. I hated it so much. Um, they had rollerblades. So that was the last real big uses of it. Um, and then the stage has been used from time to time for uh, other filming uh, necessities events. as well as like uh, a celebration of Harry Potter in 2014 that all essentially took place at that stage with the exception of uh, the big first night was held at the Universal Music Plaza stage right outside of Rip, Rock, Rip Ride Rocket. Everything else, all the panels were were back there with seating, and it was nice and relaxing and enjoyable, uh, unlike this past year where you had to stand in Universal Studios for all of them. I mean, you could sit, but... I'm sure that they'll either seeing. they'll save it for the convention space, or I'm sure there's something in the works to be popped in there. You know, there's one thing that I you I know. know about that's in the works, but I can't say anything. I know. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I'm that's what it is. It it does get used, not often enough, not often enough to the point that it uh, should probably just be torn down, and they could even find like a small. A small B or C style ticket attraction to just plop in there. Little B attraction. Little B attraction. Um, but yeah, it's it's there. So moving on. Thank cool. you, Ashley. This one comes from Donna. Hey Donna. What about second Ashley? Second Ashley's later. Oh okay. Hey Donna. I don't want to smash up two Ashleys in a row. Smashley. You get Smashley. 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 <laughs> Smashley. Uh, I have been listening to your podcast for about six months now. Well, the first thing I have to say is, why weren't you listening sooner? Ouch. Yeah, what month is it now? September? March? Donna. Come on, Donna. 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 All right. (laughs) But Donna has bookmarked the page, so so she can listen to the new one each week, both the Disney and Universal ones, as well as the trip. So thank you for your support on all fronts, Donna. We really do appreciate it. Uh, So... I have not been to Orlando for four years now. Looking forward to my trip this October. I am going to have a. L- I'm not going to have a lot of time. Only one day in the parks. My sole purpose for this trip is HHN. Very smart of you. <sighs> Our big trip is going to be in 2016 when I'm trying to spend a week between Disney and Universal. For this trip this year, I am trying to hit some of the highlights at Universal only. Last time I was there, Hogsmeade had just opened and I saw it, but not much else. My question is regarding the two Harry Potter restaurants. Three Broomsticks or Leaky Cauldron. I have not eaten it either. Oof. I did go back through some of your podcast prior to when it first I first discovered you and you did your review of Leaky Cauldron. Yes, we did. But you did not find one for Three Broomsticks because we haven't done it yet. 
Since I only have one day in the park, I can only do one lunch in the park. I am trying to decide between Leaky Cauldron or Three Broomsticks. What would you suggest? This is tough because, like, I like I like the food at um, Leaky Cauldron, but I like the actual um, setup at Three Broomsticks better because it's got the bar inside. And yeah, but you can't sit at it. It's Leaky Cauldron all the way. Yeah, you can't sit at what the you, bar? No, the. <laughs> If you eat at Three Broomsticks, you can come in and, you know, you have your assigned tables. You can't just come in off the street and try to sit in at a table. Right. At there. And I the same under- with the other one. I understand you saying that because they have Hogshead there that that's smarter, but that's a that's a different establishment. You can't say, oh, because the, the bar's the same there, building. I choose that. Yeah, because I can go sit down, and when I when I sit down and my food – like, I've got my food with me, and I sit down, and I say, all right, wait here, and I go to the bar, and I get my drink right there, and I sit down and have my drink. Yeah, and if I'm at uh, Leaky Cauldron, I can just order my drinks right at the counter. It's not a full bar, though. You can only get the beer. Yes. Why – and I know you have your one. They like, do, got my they do the Long Island like. iced tea specially at Hogshead. It's called a because, Hogs tea. Because they're not allowed to sell soda in there, so they have to do their own version of it. However, I, if you're coming to the Wizarding World to drink alcohol, drink the exclusive beers that you can only get in there. Yeah. Don't drink something that can be made anywhere in the world. Nobody's made it as good as I've had it there. Well, then you're just going to crappy bars. <laughs> If you go to a bar and expect a $2 Long Island iced tea to taste like a $11 one, uh, then you're going to have issues. Try $13. <laughs> yeah, I would say the, the, the leaky cauldron. It's the leaky cauldron all the, the way. The food's better. The food's immensely better. Not that I don't like the food in the other one, because if I'm in the other park, yeah. that is my, my place of choice. It's just chicken and potatoes and corn on the cob. Yeah. Like, it's just sta- they didn't take risks, and like yeah. we said in our dining review. I like the risks. And that's why we didn't – whenever we did our first Wizarding World of Harry Potter food review show, that's why we didn't choose the three broomsticks because the three broomsticks just doesn't – it doesn't hold a torch to Leaky Cauldron. In my opinion, it is the best dining you can get quick service over at Islands of Adventure, but it is not the best one on property. The best one on property is by far Leaky Cauldron. Unless you like more Americanized food than The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fast food, fast food Boulevard. So, Leaky Cauldron. It is settled, Donna. Listen to us. Donna okay. was my favorite Doctor Who companion. God, even your taste in Doctor Who companions is awful. For real? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Just The more we get to know each other, the I more I find Amy you I bet Amy Pond's your favorite. Because uh, she's a ginger. No, but I mean, us gingers, we do have to stick together. I'm not even a ginger. I'm strawberry blonde. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for this to <laughs> end. Strawberry blonde. strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. <laughs> Sharon, I am a longtime listener of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. And for that, I have to say, Donna, where were you? Sharon was here. <laughs> All by herself. Shannon. Sharon, oops. My bad, Sharon. Donna, come on. Pick it up. I am planning a trip for August 2016 and have not been to Universal since Islands of Adventure first opened. In fact, my husband and I were given free tickets to IOA all those years ago to be the guinea pigs, I suppose. As two adults, we rode on Pterodon flyers together. Pteranodon flyers together. (sighs) 
jealous. Oh, before yeah. they before the. Uh, the, the incidents that require it to always have a child on it now. Yep. Uh, this time around, we'll be camping at Fort Wilderness. Smart. Oh, going cool. only to that. Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach and heading over to the Universal Parks for our theme park fix. So they're getting the best of both. They're getting uh, the Disney amenities of staying yeah. at Fort Wilderness while getting the uh, awesome theme parks at Universal. We will get the two-day park-to-park tickets for the five of us. Mom, dad, three kids, age 14, and 11-year-old twins. Two of them. Should I be? Should I spring for a night at Royal Pacific for the early entry and express passes, or will we be okay as long as we arrive prior to rope drop and utilize a touring plan? Any thoughts or advice is much appreciated. Keep up the great work. And on a side note, I quite enjoybulate Craig's usage of new words. We're gonna. I. I think like. I'm just going to start collecting them and make a Craig. Uh, a Craigtionary. We were supposed to do that starting with the. Uh, the, with all of our first show together, so we'll have to actually yeah. go back. I'm sure and, there's a fan that's been keeping track. Somebody should yeah. do this or start a thread on the board and call it Craig Shinnery. Yeah. It's really not going to take that much time. I'm guessing it's you, not. You come take up with like time. two to three words every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's usually a solid bet. Going back to the uh, the email, yeah, uh, that's probably a good exactly. Idea. Um, <laughs> what what time of year did she say? Did Sharon say? Here's the tough part: August 2016. She didn't say if it was. In the first two weeks of August, which can still be busy with summer crowds, or the last two weeks of August, which mm-hmm. typically drop off in terms of crowd levels because kids are starting to get back into school. And it can actually, although still a little bit hot, can be a very enjoyable time of year to go through the park. But if you were to go at that time, I don't know that it's worth the, the money to get a night at a hotel just to have the express yeah. pass. Exactly. I, I don't think that that's worth the no, money to I, go out of your way to do that. If you're going to stay there anyway, then that's fine. But I wouldn't want to give up a night at Fort Wilderness for myself. Like That is my favorite hotel in Orlando. Orlando, or I don't want to call it a hotel, but like experience in Orlando is just because it, it's its own thing, and it just feels so relaxed there. And I mean, I've never done the camping; I always do the cabin. But I, I just I wouldn't want to give it up for that thing. I think you'd be all right. Well, here's the thing: so we'll be camping at Fort Wilderness, so I'm not sure if if it's going to be coming. And well, I doubt five people are going to be in the tents. It does happen there, but. I would say my mom's come with a camper once. Yeah, well, there's like tents outside. Obviously, so I don't know what type of camping, or if it's just implying I'm camping in the cabins, which is my favorite type of camping at Fort Wilderness. Oh yeah, (laughs) because it's not camping at all. If I have to put it out there, Uh, but no, I honestly, if it's in the first two weeks of August, then yeah, Express is nice. If it's in the last two weeks, you're not going to need it. Uh, But at the same time, if you're doing two days, you're fine. Yeah. It's uh, even in the summer, whenever I've uh, gone with my family, I've been able the first time I ever took them there, we essentially did both parks in one day. And uh, obviously that was before Diagon Alley and Transformers and stuff like that. But it's still if you're smart, you can get it all done in a day and then have the second day to hit anything you might have missed small and then fill in with all those little fun things. She along listens the way. to our podcast. So obviously she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or she's just bored. Yeah. There's one of the two. <laughs> I'd say more likely the board. You got this, Sharon. Me. You got this. Yeah, you got it. Our uh, next one comes from Diane. Hey, Diane. Hey, Diane. What's Hi. Diane got to say? <laughs> Firstly, I love the show. I listen at work, and it really gets me through the day. Well, as long as you're not slacking off on your work, then that's fine. 
<laughs> Craig is always the taskmaster boss here. It's life advice, <laughs> not just not just theme park advice, also life advice. I have a question about Halloween Horror Nights. I'm going on October 7th with my group of seven. We're mainly in our mid to late 20s with one 15-year-old. This will be the third time I've personally done Halloween Horror Nights. And by doing Stay and Scream, I've always managed to get every house done in the Bill and Ted show without express pass. Since there's an extra house this year, my usual pans pans plans are a bit thrown off and i'm not sure which strategy to take to get all nine houses and bill and ted done and don't forget about uh the show with jack the clown because you have to add that in as well uh any ideas firstly which stay and scream area should we use we used to do the one that was in the kids area and get through the small houses quick but now i'm thinking we should start at finnegan's and take our chances trying to tackle larger houses first any advice would be very helpful. Either way, I'm sure we'll have a great time, especially me, as I'll actually have people to hide behind in the houses this year. Usually I have to go first. Keep up the great work. I don't know what Stay and Scream is. Okay, Stay and Scream is how you can take advantage of being in the parks before it closes. And then when you have the day you, and night ticket, you're, you're assigned off to a special location, not assigned off, but you get the chance to go into one of the special locations. And then whenever Halloween Horror Nights is essentially ready to go, you obviously have first access to get oh, into these houses. Okay. And, um, so as, uh, as Diane mentioned, she was talking about the one that used to be back in Kid Zone and then knock off the two houses that are always back there. Uh, there's one at Finnegan's. There's one at Simpsons. And then I think I read a rumor somewhere that there's going to be – they're making use of the Lucy area, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm pretty sure construction is close to her already the starting there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not even sure if they've announced officially which all of the areas will be that you can do. But based on which area you're in, that's where you're going to get first crack at the houses as part of Stay and Scream. Um, and obviously, yeah, if you by taking advantage of this, you can knock a lot of stuff off first before the crowds really start to swell in. Um, here's the difficult part. I am just, with the nine houses, Bill and Ted, the extra show, getting through five scare zones and being able to really spend, I like to spend time in scare zones and not just walk right through and see it. I like to see whatever goes along with it because um, mm -hmm. there's always something entertaining as part of it, uh, including like going through the uh, the Horror Nights Icons scare zone this year that will be in Hollywood. Uh, they're each going to have a, a slaughter show that goes along with all of them. So there's, I can't remember the number off the top of my head of how many uh, characters will be focused in there, but each one has a show and we'll be doing two sets every time they're out there. So that starts to add up if you really want to see everything. Um, so the reason I'm why I chose your email and I'm answering it is because I have no idea yet. I just, I plum it, don't I, know. I think it all depends on, I mean, every year they have different houses. I think it really depends on which ones are going to end up being more popular and how you tackle, you know, having that slight advantage yeah. um, to have the foresight to know which ones are going to have the longest lines later on. Yeah. And you'd I, have to know that. And know. I want to say that the ones I hope that the ones that are most popular this year, are all the throwback houses, the original concepts. But at the same time, it's it's probably not 
going to be them. Uh, last year, I think everyone was expecting The Walking Dead to be the most popular house because it was the biggest one they were ever doing, and it was going to be amazing. And then Halloween ended up having the longest, the most incredibly longest lines every single night of Halloween Horror Nights. So it's it really is too soon to tell. Um, I would obviously expect uh, where American Werewolf in London. That is a good place to try to set yourself up to to go into that first, because if the house was so popular two years ago and it was it was so popular that they have to bring it back again, then it's going to line. Right it's it's going to have lines for people who didn't get to see it the last time, or people who wanted to see it again. Uh, the I think The Walking Dead is kind of on its way out. We'll see what the lines are like for that this year. Um, Insidious, I think there's going to be a lot of interest into that house. In my personal opinion, I think Freddy versus Jason will be on the lower end as well. Uh, and know, we'll see. I mean, that's they're iconic horror icons is the only thing and so wasn't michael myers that's why i think halloween might have that's been so point. popular but i i don't know it, but you're right i think yeah. it's still very early it's it's hard to gauge it and i think the purge also will be on the lower end of it so i would say the yeah probably the busiest house this year will be american werewolf in london again but, but based that's on just reputation my alone I would based think, on yeah. reputation so i would say set yourself up wherever that will be and get through there and then Good luck for the rest of the night. Be smart. Don't wait in something that's too long because you know that it goes through trends where yeah. things will shorten out because people are just sick of waiting 90 minutes for everything. So have fun. Maybe we'll see you there. Are we ready for Ashley number two? Hey, Ashley number two. Ashley number two. This this is also Ashley from Texas. I've left off locations on this one around but I'm going to say it's Ashley from Texas in case Ashley number one and Ashley number two get confused about each other. What if they're friends in life? Well, this is good, though. Ashley, my family and I will be visiting Disney World this December, but we will also be attending the Dizzapalooza Diagon Alley party and are very Ooh. excited to meet all of you. Well, curb, curb your... Uh, Let's watch this. Uh, after receiving confirmation for this event, we decided to extend our stay and take a couple of days to explore USF and IOA for the first time. My Good. mother will be with us on this trip, and I was wondering if you could all give us some advice on which rides at Universal would be too physically intense for her. She has had back problems all of her life and can handle smooth rides like Pirates of the Caribbean and hopefully Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but rides that tend to jerk the body more like Space Mountain Dinosaur Star Tours are uncomfortable for her. We usually follow the warning signs posted at the front of each ride, but have found that sometimes these signs can be overly cautious. I would really like her to enjoy and experience all that she can. She will obviously be staying away from roller coasters at Universal, but she'll be safe to ride all... Will she be? Would she be safe to ride all of the Harry Potter themed attractions? I understand that you guys might be hesitant to give advice on this subject, but any tips would be helpful. Thanks for all that you do. We love the podcasts and uh, uh, oh, that's right here. I have even planned an extra short scary trip this October to attend HHN and Mickey's Not So Scary in celebration of my thirtieth birthday. Oh yeah! Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Ashley! Woo! These events will also be first for us, and we'll be staying at Cabana Bay Beach Resort. We'll be enjoying the hotel during the day and attending these special events at night. I'm very excited to be immersed in that 50s, 60s theme and try the tuna noodle casserole. 
first off, I have to burst your bubble. I don't know if this has changed, but I was informed and confirmed that the tuna noodle casserole has been dropped from the menu. Oh, God, no. I haven't had it yet. Shoot. Things could change. But on to the back question, <sighs> advice. Um, I have a question for you, yes. Craig. Um, having worked at attractions at Universal, you know you probably know some of the logistics. Would would two adults be able to utilize the child swap in terms of saying, "Hi, my you know I'm here. My parent isn't sure if they can do this. I'm going to go ahead and ride it first because I know what's okay and what's not okay, um, mm-hmm. and then come out and then they go on it again when." I know maybe they wouldn't be able to ride together, but that's that's the point that I would try to make. Um, if they wait in line and at the last second they said, "I want to do a child stop. I want to ride this first. Exact the exact same thing you said. Uh, if you have a team member who's not in a good mood, uh, which is unfortunately because all team members should always be in a good mood, then you might experience that where they say, "Well, yeah, you can ride it," but then if they want to ride it, then you can talk about it and then they'll be able to come on afterwards if you have an ideal team member like everyone should be you'll understand the situation because there are people out there who really don't want to risk it but don't also don't want to lose out on it yeah and you'll be nice and they'll be nice and uh because they'll flat out say yeah go ahead and ride it and then i hope i hope that you can go on too and enjoy it do you recommend asking the person at the front of the line or once you get to the loading dock? Uh, whoever will be in charge of child swap. They right. don't just let child swap run willy-nilly. They, it's whoever's you know. in that position or yeah. has the authority. The reason I bring that up is because I don't think that we're in a position to make those judgment calls. I think we can give you some ideas of what may be just on the edge of you know too fast or just good enough um, that it's not too extreme. But – um, at the end of the day, they're going to have to make those judgment calls. And I think that might be a good solution for them. Yeah, no, that's the absolute answer. Uh, it's it's almost that trained theme park answer that we've been told is that we can let anyone know that the risk's involved. But if they say, well, be honest, do you think it'll be bad? They're like, no, I, I can't be honest because I don't have back yeah, issues. Right. I, yeah. I can't tell you, but I know uh, with like, my dad having issues, uh, the issues that he does have, I can kind of gauge what I think he could be able to do based on what he's told me he's more afraid of doing. So it's no one knows you better than your family. So the best thing you could do is do that in terms of just like if you said the staying away from roller coasters at Universal, well, yeah, you're talking about losing out on Rip Ride Rocket, the Mummy, even Escape from Gringotts. So that goes right there. It's it's a roller coaster, yeah. plain and simple, even though it's a very innovative roller coaster. And it could have sudden stops at any moment that could really throw a back out. Um, well, she's she's going to Dizapalooza, right? Yeah. So th- th- you're going to have the unlimited chance to ride yeah. that anyway. So that's a good time. That would be a good no wait situation exactly. where you can go in right you know what i mean you're Test not going to lose out. any time on that yeah. yeah and then uh on the other side of the park looking at it um you hulk will be closed anyways because of its uh rehab um but dragon challenge is obviously a no and yeah, a the no. tough one there would also be uh it's forbidden <laughs> journey because i know some people that <laughs> think it's kind of bad and then i i think it's incredibly smooth still yeah I, I mean so. that because that one you're like strapped in and it's you're not moving fast so it's not like 
pulling you around really yeah. jerky. So that but that is definitely one that you want a judgment call. Yeah. Like you're going to yeah. have to go and then ride it again. Because there, like, are, there are portions where it like tips you like straight back yeah. or like dangles yeah. you. Well, and, and that being put, in that position alone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like strapped in with your back thing. That could aggravate yeah. somebody. I don't know. You so. know, some people like to lean forward. But that one you're just like locked right into place. Yeah. But yeah. they kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, in terms of the roller coasters, that's that's the toughest ones in terms of hurting your back. Um, any other than that, I don't think there's really anything. Maybe like River Adventure, whenever you finally hit the water and that big drop. But you know, different people have different issues. Yeah. So I hope we helped a little bit in that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A wee bit. A wee bit. Uh, this one comes from our buddy Shane. Hey, Shane. No love, Shane. This one came from a while ago, so, well, that's just what happens. And this gets into, actually, i got to say, that's it for the Universal Studios Florida questions. This goes into our two Universal Studios Hollywood questions. Oh, fancy. So we're going to change things up a little bit, get Here on a different go. base. Brace yourself. After the first part of this. Oh. On a recent episode, you said you should have asked me about the actual tornado inside Twister Ride It Out because Shane used to uh, be a team member there. And uh, he says, to be honest, I'm not sure whether or not it's constantly running because our idea was we heard, or at least I heard at some point that – the it's tornado's like always running, but then the lighting will change based on... To, like, show it. To show it, exactly. Um, he's, yeah, he's not sure if it's running. That sounds right, but there's also evidence against it, and I think the evidence is great. Uh, if you try to exit during a show, a team member has to expertly guide you out because the air pressure fluctuates and causes obstacles. You can't go out the main exit doors. You have to open and close specific doors in a black in a back hallway in a certain order. If you try to open them at the same time, the air pressure will prevent you from doing so. It would be a it was useful as pulling on a locked door. Does this have anything to do with the twister turning on or off, or just extra wind effects like I suggested? I'm not sure. It's a mysterious phenomenon of the inner workings of the attraction. Um, he's also sure I can find a way to condense it and explain it. I didn't. He I just, just read, read the it. whole thing, Shane. It didn't take that long. Yeah, it was great writing. Good job. I think that proves that it does turn off i don't know how. yeah that's just... that's what it sounds like from his email like if that many things are going on while it's on then it, it sounds like it's probably yeah, on. because it's if they had the if they had to do an evacuation that they couldn't have that air pressure problem exactly. where you can't open a door yeah yeah uh, also, he says, while I have your attention, I have a question about Hollywood. I'm planning a trip to Cali in August 2017 to do ABD 17. and D23 Expo in the same week. I would also like to try and go to Universal Hollywood one afternoon if I can. It would have to be either on my arrival date between noon and the welcome dinner or the first night where we have the afternoon and evening to ourselves after Tam O'Shanter. My questions, as a local who's been to Universal Orlando countless times, what are the attractions I can't miss that are unique <laughs> to Hollywood or different from Florida? Uh, do you think four to six hours is enough time to experience those attractions and appreciate the park? Thanks for all you do. I think I, I actually text him to answer this question. Um but my my personal suggestion was do it on the afternoon to the evening because then he could experience City Walk at night. Because I thought City Walk at night was a really well, awesome experience. Well, here's the tough part is you don't know because you haven't done a backstage magic trip yet. Dustin and I know. In theory, whenever they say like you have time to yourself, mm-hmm. you might think it's a lot of time. But at the same time, it's very – things go longer than you expect. Things change very rapidly. So um, 
honestly, Shane, if there's a way to kind of work it that you have a full day off yeah. at some point that you can just work a full day into Universal, that's that's frankly your best bet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to you don't want to ruin it. And at the same time, ABDs are special. Don't right. Don't try to go mix in. Yeah. Now one too of the thi- one of the things that is important with that Adventures by Disney is that the Lowe's Hollywood does offer a shuttle yeah. out to Universal. So you don't have to rent a car. And that's the hotel you'd be staying with as it stands right now with those Adventures by Disney. Um, and even that, an Uber would probably only be like 10 bucks yeah. over there because it's just on the other side of the, right. the hill. It's not too far away. And I agree with you, Craig. In terms of how I feel about the Adventures by Disney um, things, unless – first of all, I think you would want a more full day at Universal. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, unless you got like a substantial group of the people on your Adventures by Disney to go with you, I think it would feel a little weird for me to like just break that up, yeah. break that experience up. I Like you said, treat the ABD right because you're spending a lot of money on it. And I think um, – I don't think you should yeah. break it up like that. But um, I, I do know he's very passionate about Univer- – because he worked at Universal yeah. for so long. But he also – he loves movies like I do. So like – I don't know. I, I know. I know what you're saying. Like, it is one of those tough things because you're like, you're so close that it's, you know what I mean? Like you said, if you're just over the hill, it's like you can touch it. Like, and it's hard to just. Oh, I mean, I don't know the time of, of his trip or anything. Obviously, I know he's trying to do D23. I'm guessing that's coming after ABD. Yeah, it's if at the end be, of it. Okay, so then I think the easiest thing is just work it out so that you can fly in and do do a pre night. Before the ABD starts, and yeah. on that day, jump on that 7 a.m. flight out of Orlando, get in there around 10, head over to Universal, be there by noon. Yeah, still get the front of the line pass with your admission ticket for the day, and uh, then you don't have to worry about time. With the four to six hours, is that enough time to experience the attractions that are unique to Hollywood? Here's here's my thought. Um, even with time restrictions, if you don't do anything else at Hollywood Studios, you have to do the tram tour. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're all in agreement with yeah. that. Yeah, totally. And uh, tram tour, uh, as stupid as it is, Waterworld. Yeah, we I, liked Waterworld. I liked Waterworld. Like, I it is it's so stupid. The movie's so stupid, yeah. but like, it's a really good stunt show, though. Yeah. It, it's one of the few stunt shows like at a park that I would actually be like, yeah, you got to make time yeah. to see this. This is um, a freaking plane that flies in. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's so funny. Uh, other things, I think their special effects show takes elements from stuff like the horror makeup show and mm-hmm. other stuff we've seen before, but compiles in a way that it can't be missed. Um, I liked that one. Yeah, their Springfield now is although a lot of the same elements that we have in terms of the dining, it's completely different yeah, and something yeah. that I can't wait to see, uh, including just spending time walking around their uh, Despicable Me uh, super silly fun land. Yeah. It's, I don't do anything in there, but I like spending time in there and seeing what effort they put the into it. The little details and stuff. It's There's a yeah. lot to see, yeah. Um, and then in terms of that, other differences like Jurassic Park. It's Definitely a different. Worth it. He loves Jurassic Park, too, yeah. so I'd, I'd say that's a must-do for you. Revenge sure. of the Mummy is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there are there are similar rides like Despicable Me and uh, and Transformers, but you know, it's obviously skip those ones. The one we've we've talked about in detail on our March show that we did. We kind of talked about what was different. Yeah. 
um, that we did as part of our Disneyland 7 and 7 Plus. So that's a good place to start in terms of getting more into detail about Universal Hollywood um, until we can do another segment about that in the future. I think four to six hours technically is enough time. I think it's just an you're underestimating how busy you're going to be with the ABD, and it's smarter to just try to add on an extra day. I agree. It's I know it's more expensive, but hey, if you want to go that bad to Universal, I mean, you're that close. I don't know how often you're traveling out there or what the deal is, but if this is kind of like a once in a, a long time trip, then yeah, maybe just tack the extra. And I got to say, and just because Shane and I came from the same place, I mean, heck, we used to work together at Universal. Uh, it's the every time I go back to Hollywood, I enjoy it more and more. Yeah, and even though it's gone further into construction mode all around. I enjoy it just so much more every single time yeah. going, and I know yeah. I know he's going to love it too. So I was going to say it's definitely worth it for him. Yeah, actually. don't don't cheat yourself out of it. Yeah. Go and be able to give it your full attention and appreciation. Yeah. And moving on to our final email from NG. So we had two emails. That was one that we just did. Oh, yeah. that was one of the two. Yeah, Hollywood one of the ones? two. Okay. We just got home a little over a week ago from our first trip to Universal Studios Florida and had an absolutely wonderful time. My 11-year-old daughter fell in love with the parks and can't wait to go back. That's great to hear. Thanks for all the advice and discussion on Universal. <laughs> I know I said that. Sar- it sounded sarcastically, but it is great to hear. I like hearing that. I enjoy hearing that people enjoy it Sincerely, like we do. Seriously, he loves it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Thanks for all the advice and discussion on Universal you bring to the show. It helped out so much with our trip. We've been kicking around the idea for our vacation next summer to be going out to Disneyland as we've never been. Another smart choice to go out there. With how much my daughter loved Universal Studios Florida, I'm thinking of adding on a day to go to Hollywood. Might be in order and have a few questions. One, the express pass for us in mid-August was invaluable this year. We stayed on site, therefore it got us it got automatically instead of purchasing it. We'd be going next year at the end of July and we'll only have one day, so express is something I'm seriously considering. Would you recommend express if we only have one day? Um, yeah, mid-August in Hollywood, it's, it's still going to be busy. Um, but... With that, they don't have Express Pass. They have Front of the Line Pass, and you can buy a ticket that is – well, what, I can't remember what it was. It was around 130 or 140 Yeah, I think a little bit less. Like I think been. closer to the 130 side. Yeah, and it was just your park ticket plus Express on there. Yeah, really, the, the ticket was 95 and then I want to say it was like – it was around like 130 yeah, yeah. and you so can buy like it ahead of time online, save a little bit of extra money. Is that yeah. unlimited Front of the Line? You get it once for each attraction. Okay. So, yeah, you you have that restriction on it. Um, and the, the one part about that, too, going next year at – or, sorry, she said they did this trip in mid-August. The next year they'd be going to Hollywood be at the end of July. Would they need it then? Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. the other thing to remember is starting in March 2016 or spring 2016, I shouldn't say March, the – Wizarding World of Harry Potter of the West will yeah, be open. Yep. Of the West. That park's going to be ridiculous all throughout the summer. <coughs> okay. So every of course, um their Forbidden Journey is not going to have express, but at the same time Well you if you're gonna wait in line for that, you're gonna need the yeah, express you're to need get through express the other for stuff everything faster. else. Yeah. So just get get front of the line. It was there. I mean it, we can, I can't describe how useful it was for us. And we even like Craig said, we Skip some of the stuff that was the the exact same. Like we didn't do the Transformers while we were there. Um, we didn't do we didn't Shrek. Do Shrek. Um, and that was. And it. we didn't do the Simpsons. Um, oh yeah, Sim- those were the only three though. Yeah, that we skipped. 
Yeah, and but but we we had a full day. Like yeah. we were, we were there. We saw pretty much everything. Um, and we got there late, and the park closed somewhat early. Yeah, I think so, the park closed at like six or seven that night. It closed mm-hmm. at seven. We didn't get there until noon. By the time you were done throwing up, it was like twelve thirty, one o'clock. I, don't know if I talked so, about that on the show. Well, but... now I threw it out there. So <laughs> well, I did in the street. So yeah, front of the line. Pass. <laughs> Number two, is there a hotel there that offers Express as a perk like Orlando is the only option in California to purchase it? <laughs> Yeah, they don't have an on-site hotel at uh, Universal Hollywood. They do have Universal Studios Hollywood is all a part of Universal City. And that's that whole area right around the park with the offices and all of it. And they do have two hotels at Universal City, the the Universal uh, Hilton and then the Sheraton that are right there. Um, I Last September, whenever we were out there, got... Stay, I stayed at the Hilton. It was an okay hotel. Yeah. The Sheraton was absolutely beautiful. Um, so I, I've got to say that I would recommend the Sheraton over the Hilton of the two to be staying at. But, yeah, because they're not universal hotels and they're not affiliated, they don't have that offer. So, Does the price fluctuate on the front of the line pass, though, or is it just the same there all the time? I think it fluctuates for people who have already bought a regular pass that want to upgrade like to have that pass okay. uh, like i had the annual pass and i upgraded to get a express pass or for a front day. of the line yeah. pass for that day with you guys and i think that might be the case but i think if you just want the front of the line pass it's always the same price so. okay because because when i was looking at the prices on the site <clears throat> it only listed the one and it yeah. didn't say like anything okay so then that sure. confirms it okay and then the final question of this series is how close slash far away is universal to disneyland is it far enough away it would make sense to move hotels to somewhere closer to universal or is it not bad where we are sticking with our disneyland hotel and taking a cab we won't have a car would we be fine um I think a cab would be extraordinarily expensive. Yeah, it's yeah. in terms of distance, it's only about 30 miles, but because of traffic, it's going to take you at least an hour to get over there. I did the uh, math on Uber estimates before the show started, and it said the average to Uber from the Disneyland Hotel, just throwing it out there because that's in that area, going over to Universal Studios Hollywood would be uh, anywhere between $41 and $59. So round trip, you're talking uh-huh. anywhere between $80 and $120, which would – I'm sure that's what a cab would cost one way going out there. Yeah. Um, I don't believe – you. if you have three of you, Super Shuttle would also be able to take you over there, but that's probably like – 20 bucks a person times three so you're looking at 160 round trip for that as well um the best bet i could give you which you might get lucky with it is there is the car rental uh on site at disney if you can get a rental car for like 50 bucks just for like you you obviously don't need a big car you just if it's just the three of you get the smallest car if it's under 50 bucks that would be the best bet yeah. You'll pay 17 bucks to park or 20 bucks to park at Universal, but $70 all added up is for sure. And then you you got a little bit of freedom on your car ride there, car ride back. You can stop at the In-N-Out Burger that's right outside of Universal or something like that. You know what I mean? You yeah. you got a little bit you can support. Um <clears throat> does the art or whatever there public transportation thing does that not go from disneyland to you can take Hollywood? a no a, you can that's the anaheim resort transportation so you can take a shuttle to get to the train station and then you can take a train because yeah, that's to all get the way over. in burbank yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, so that would be like a lot more time consuming to do. Yeah, that. it would be okay. a lot more time consuming. I would say it's one or two, just Uber, or it would be um, run a car. Yeah, if it's in budget. Uh, then do that um, in terms of moving to the hotels. Like I mentioned, okay. there are other hotels around there, but the only three I would recommend are the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, um, the Sheraton that's right in Universal City, and the Hilton in Universal City. And you're going to look at rates of those around 200 to uh, – well, heck, this is summertime. On an off, off time, you're going to look at around like 200, 250 bucks a night for these. So – I'm guessing in summer it's going to be closer to three, four hundred bucks a night. I just night. think the hassle of moving, like packing up your luggage, going to the Neller Hotel, yeah. then going from the, for one night, like I, I think it's we didn't have an issue yeah. going for that one day, and that was in the middle of our trip or toward the end of it. So it was like Saturday. I was there till we didn't leave till Monday night. You left a day earlier, but um, it, I didn't feel like oh we had to make that trip to Universal. But exactly. So front of the line pass. Stay over at Disney, just Uber or yeah. otherwise. And that will do it for our email show. And, uh, of course, before we go, I just want to say thank you, everyone out there who took the time to listen and watch this. Uh, if you liked it, make sure you're hitting those thumbs up. Or uh, if you didn't like it, hit that thumbs down. You know who you are, too. And one person. And one person. Uh, multiple people sometimes. But we won't go there. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, and leaving all that feedback there. Uh, and remember, go to disunplug.com at any point in time to get our show notes, which will include links to any helpful information as part of this show or just so you can find about all of our other shows that we have out there on the Diz Unplugged network. And that's where you also find our contact information, which is for our email address, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. So if you wanted to be on this email show next time, you might be if you find that email address and uh, send us an email with a good question. Uh, and then make sure to find all of our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. So you are always kept up to date with everything that the Diz is doing. So thank you again. And we will be back with you next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged plugged universal edition and remember uh is universal emails are universal emails are universal yeah